This is Reset. I'm Susie on in for Sasha Ann Simons. Every Monday for the past several weeks, we've been speaking to the finalist of a $10 million prize that would help fund one community development project in the South or West Sides. And today we're in back of the yards on the South Side to talk about a pitch that could centralize a number of resources in the neighborhood. Resources that everyone in the community can take advantage of, like educational programming for youth, support with re-entry for returning citizens, and care for seniors. With us in the studio to tell us more is Craig Chico, president and CEO of Back of the Yards Neighborhood Council. Welcome, Craig. All right. Thank you. Also with us, Father Dave Kelly, executive director of Precious Blood Ministry of Reconciliation in Back of the Yards. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And Matt Mosier, partner and co-founder of Park Road Development. Thank Hi, you. Matt. Good morning. So, Matt, I'll start with you. Uh, tell us about what this initiative wants to build in Back of the Yards. Uh, thanks for having us again. Um, it's a $61 million development that will consist of 99 units of affordable housing with a mix of one, two, and three bedrooms, um, particularly focused on larger unit sizes to attract families or multi-person households. But the overall goal of the project is to create a family hub. And with that family hub, um, you're also thinking possibly library or a healthcare Correct. center? Yep. So one of the proposed uses is a new Chicago Public Library branch that we hope uh, gets approved, but also commercial space for Chicago Commons. One of our partners that you mentioned uh, that will pro- provide adult daycare services will have a community performing arts theater and then a new headquarters for Back of the Arts Neighborhood Council. And I thought it was interesting that, that uh, you chose to call it a family hub rather than a, a community hub. Um, what was that decision? You know, our, our goal with the development is that we, the way we, our kind of mantra has been is that we want anyone, whether it's an individual or a family or a household, to no matter what door they walk into, they'll get the support and services and direction that they may need, whether it's to housing, whether it's to um, financial literacy training, whether it's to adult daycare services or the library. So, you know, our goal is to back of the yards is founded with families and we just want to keep that going. And, and so, Craig, um, we've got Art Center, affordable housing, community service providers, library, uh, the health center. Uh, break things down for us. Why are these things something the neighborhood needs? Um, and I guess we can start with the the art center. Sure. Uh, we talked about this a long time. Our, one of the signature programs at our organization is called Ballet Folklorico. It's a cultural dance program. It, it serves about it served thousands and thousands of youth and young adults over the years, but. Um, we have also expanded into a music program, and unfortunately for us, if you're not getting this service or this training or what you want out of this, you've got to leave the community. Um, if you want to be a, um, a poet or if you want to be an actor, if you want to be a dancer or a singer, unfortunately, the training for that type of activity doesn't really exist or it doesn't exist enough in our community. So you've got to leave, and why should you have to leave? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, the space would ideally kind of house um, three community-based organizations, um, including yours. It would. Um, you know, Father Kelly's going to talk a little bit more about what they're going to do in this space, but the Back of the Arts Neighborhood Council and Chicago Commons have been around both for around 100 years, and, and we've I think we're proven commodities, and the things that we provide to our community are things that we think are needed. We know they're needed because we're on the ground. We, li- we live and work here. Um, so what we're providing now, for, like, for instance, for our, our cultural dance program and our senior shuttle and our economic development programs and our senior ho- um, uh, home improvement programs, those things are all needed in our community. We're going to keep doing it. We're just going to do it bigger and better and, and much more convenient for our, the folks that need our services. Well, Father Kelly, this hub could be a new home for the ministry you're a part of. Um, tell us more about the work you do in Back of the Yards. 
So Precious Blood is a restorative justice organization that works with families and individuals who've been impacted by violence and incarceration. So we're welcoming back home those who have been incarcerated. Um, We work with their families. We also work with a lot of families who have lost children to homicide. So that's kind of who we kind of uh, accompany. Um, This won't be, we will not leave where we're at. This will be an expansion uh, for us. It would allow us to, to go to a part of a community that is more centralized and allows more people to have access to services. So we hope to really do a lot of workforce development. We're going to do some restorative justice healing circles, spaces and places where people can easily access and receive the support that they deserve. And um, and folks who are um, reentering the community, they are acting as, as uh, peacekeepers in the neighborhood? Right. They're the credible messengers. They're the ones that can best impact and build relationships with young people who are perhaps outside the mainstream, who are on the margins, and bring them back into community so that they really are become, um, you know, if you're a member of a community, become a co-creator. And we, that's what we see in meeting with these young people and seeing them on a daily basis. You see the goodness within them. We just need to help them kind of activate that goodness. Yeah. Well, how did this collaboration between your ministry and, and the Neighborhood Council come together? We've been partnering for a, a while on violence prevention strategies. Um, we do a, a, a violence prevention called uh, Communities Partnering for Peace. And so we do the case management. We have the outreach. And then uh, back at the Arts Neighborhood Council does a lot of the light and night, which is community engagement, really trying to create our spaces in our community that sometimes people are afraid of, mm-hmm. uh, parks and whatnot, into community spaces where people feel like there's, there's energy there, there's safety there. Yeah. Well, for you, Matt, um, how did you and, and Park Road Development get involved in this effort? Uh, I met Craig, what, six years ago? Um, Craig and I used to work in the same, uh, same place before I founded Park Row with my partner, Louis Puig, um, and just became passionate about what he's doing and just seeing all the work that Back of the Arts Neighborhood Council does on a daily basis, um, just aligned with what he's doing. And we just wanted to, to lend our support and, and whatever resources we can bring to the table. This is Reset. I'm Susie Ann, and for Sasha Ann Simons, we're talking to one of the six finalists of the Pritzker Traubert Foundation's $10 million Chicago Prize. We also should mention that the foundation provides funding to Chicago Public Media. We're joined now by Craig Chico of the Back of the Yards Neighborhood Council, Father Dave Kelly of Precious Blood Ministry of Reconciliation, and Matt Mosher of Park Road Development to learn more about a community hub they want to see in the Back of the Yards neighborhood. Um, so turning back to you, Matt, um, how exactly would the $10 million Chicago Prize help fund this project? It would give us the jump start that we need. You know, unfortunately, with affordable housing projects, uh, in, our, in our case, it's a mixed-use project, but affordable housing is the big crux of it. Um, it's just th- to get the subsidies that you need for those types of projects, it's just slow. Um, and then, you know, often the need that you're trying to meet it can get bogged down in red tape and just how you kind of go through that subsidy process. So what the money would do it would just allow us to kickstart that and, and let us jump right into it. Um, yeah. If we don't get the money, it's just another kind of long process of, uh, you know, lining up the subsidy and just and, and, and trying to tackle it in that way. Yeah. Well, actually, just around the corner, Invest Southwest will be funding a project to transform three vacant lots into affordable housing and, and commercial spaces. I mean, it might be pretty cool to see Invest Southwest and the Pritzker Traubert Foundation investing in yeah. projects so close together. So, what do you think? So, absolutely. And, you know, our, you know, the intent with this project, too, is that it's a piggyback on the Invest Southwest initiative. You know, it's not an Invest Southwest project. I'm using air quotes for people that can't see it, but um, it's in the heart of that corridor. And, 
you know, to in our belief and just the way we approach these things, if you really want to make a difference, the more resources you can bring to it, the better. I mean, it needs to be thoughtful and it needs to answer a need from the community, which we think our project does as well as the Invest Southwest project. And, it, you know, that's really cool that they're right on the same kind of intersection. Um, and another, back to your first question, too, about what the money would do. Um, you know, we're very conscious of, you know, the city, we believe the city can only do so much. And we're very conscious of what any resources we draw from them would take from another project, whether it's the Invest Southwest project at 47th and Ashland or, you know, somewhere else in the city. And so that the, the, the Pritzker-Traubert Prize money would allow us to not, you know, try to tackle resources that could be used somewhere else. Yeah. Well, well Craig, um, tell us more about the, the actual programming that would be available to the community at the Hub. You know, part of what we heard in response to the number of um, presentations we had throughout the community was from, from parents, mostly, and moms. And, and they talked about being able to go somewhere convenient, being able to go somewhere safe, being able to do some things for, for more than one of their children. And, and so one mom gave an example. I can have my kids dropped off at Back of the Arts. I can participate in the dance program. I can have my, and I can take my mom to the health clinic and have her examined and whatever. And, and we can also bring our mom or our grandfather over to Chicago Commons and they can, um, they can receive, receive some of the, the care that they need. And then, you know, what we're doing with Father Kelly and, and is also, I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but it's home ownership that we're trying to assist mm-hmm. folks in, returning citizens. So you can do all those things in one place with parking on, on a safe corridor in a safe neighborhood in the central, uh, sort of the geog- geographic central uh, center of the community. It's, it's a big deal. And the programming we bring, the programming Father Kelly brings, the programming Chicago Commons brings, it's going to be, um, it's going to be expansive and it's really going to benefit everyone in this community. Yeah. Well, Father Kelly, how will having this space impact the work you do with returning citizens? Well, I think one of the things that this space does, in our community, we really don't have a gathering space. There's not one space we all feel like this is our space as a community. Um, Unfortunately, back of the yards can be parceled into different quadrants. And I think one thing this does is really gives our community a sense of this is ours together and really brings people together. And for people coming home from uh, periods of incarceration, especially if you've been away for a while, you need that sense of community. That's the, what's one of the things that is most needed by somebody coming home, uh, this sense of community. And I think this space, especially where it's at and the multi-use um, development of it, is really can be a centralized space for our community to bring peoples together. And, and Precious Blood is all about relationship and building yeah. relationships. And Craig, what are you doing to make sure that the amenities at the hub are, are actually accessible to those in the community, like making sure the housing is affordable or getting checkups at the health center? Um, you know, when you take subsidies from the government, you, you're obliged to do it. But I'll go back to a conversation I had with one of our elected officials who asked me, how do we make sure that our, our residents and our community members are treated fairly? And, and let me go back to my history real quickly. My grandfather and my grandmother came here in, you know, early 1900s, 1910 circa, um, if I can't do right by this community, I work here now. I've lived here most of my life and worked here most of my life. And if I can't do right by this community, then I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't be in this business. If we can't make sure that we give the, these folks living in, in and around here the same thing that anybody else from around the city can enjoy in their amenities, as, whether it be a library, whether it be health care, whether it be you know, financial assistance and or advice, then shame on us. We deserve, we deserve it, and everyone in this community deserves it, and that's what we're trying to put together here for everyone. 
Yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about um, sort of a safe corridor. Um, Matt, remind us, where exactly would this hub be located? It's at uh, 4630 South South Ashland and 4615 South Marshfield. So Marshfield's the first street west of Ashland. So the, the, the site spans two parcels. And why uh, was this uh, specific area chosen? The the building that's currently there is the old Aronson Furniture Building, and it's just decrepit, and it needs to come down. And it's at one point was one of the major commercial spots in the community. And since, I mean, it kind of representative of what is in that corridor now, it's just gone and just sitting there rotting. So um, it's just a beautiful site. It's access to so many things. You can get north quickly. You can get east quickly. Um from a, just a real estate development perspective, it's really in a great location. And uh, Craig, um, how have community members been involved in all of this so far? We've had a number of meetings. We've had, one meeting was about uh, we had about 250 people attend. There's a, there's a group of, of people that went out. Um, we call them the moms because that's what they call themselves. That went out and actually solicited the funding for this through the capital budget. Representative Ma was a champion of that, and 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 I applaud them for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think they prefer to see. A little different site, but I think they've come to. I'm hoping that they're going to come around to see the beauty of this design, and all the amenities that it brings with it, and all the good things for, as far as safety goes, and as far as the library, um, and, and as far as Chicago Commons and precious blood that can be provided in one space. So the vast majority of, of, I would say almost unanimously, the community supported the entire development. There's been a little bit of just discussion about the library being independent and on its own, but the central location of where this is, I think, speaks to, for itself, and I think eventually that everyone's going to come to love it. And I would say that it's way, way overdue, and everyone sees it that way as well. Well, as we wrap here, um, of course, we wish you luck. But what happens if you don't win the Chicago Prize? Could the neighborhood still have something like the hub that you're proposing? Uh, absolutely. We're, we're not going to stop. We, we would probably um, amend what we're trying to do. But I, I think the people around this table are so committed and so passionate that we'll, we're going to Make sure that something beautiful is there. Housing is not going to stop. We need, you know, there's 120-year-old houses in, in our in our community, and there's 13,000 households. We're talking about 99 units of something newer and safer and better. We've got to keep it going. It's our, it's our duty. We're, I think we owe it to everyone. Yeah. Craig Chico is the president and CEO of Back of the Yards Neighborhood Council. Also with us, Father Dave Kelly is the executive director of Precious Blood Ministry of Reconciliation in Back of the Yards. And Matt Mosier is a partner and co-founder of Park Road Development. Thank you to you all. Thank you.